Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Introducing the greatest animated series you've never seen, Lightning Dogs. These canine commandos are lost on a post-apocalyptic Earth and battling the forces of the evil Glampire. It's a tribute to the cartoons and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, and Nerdy Show is hell-bent on bringing it to life. Blocks sold separately. Join us as we document our quest from the moment lightning struck to every world-building session and beyond and make our crazy dream a reality. Roll with the pack at lightningdogs.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. It contains content that may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. All Nerdy Show podcasts are made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Discover the many ways you can join in at nerdyshow.com. All right, we're in. <laughs> okay, we got we got Twitch up. This is our first ever live stream. Um, let's make sure it's working. Um, I didn't tell anybody. All right, so who are we? We are RPG from scratch. We are a team of people who build our own RPG and play it live for the benefit of ourselves and others. Um, Mostly ourselves. Mostly ourselves, yeah. Basically, it's like trying to assemble your own parachute after you've jumped out of the plane. So who you're looking at here are uh, some of the homebrew hombres, which are the crew who makes this podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Josh. With me today is Liam. Hey, everybody. We got Max over here. Hey, now. And our soon-to-be veteran role player, Keith. Hey, And so we're, what we're going to do today is start a new chapter in the campaign that we've been running for a while, where the crew of the Echoes of the Starcrypt campaign that we did on the podcast is going to start a new chapter of their lives in a new city and try to... Be just, baller as hell. Yeah, live their best lives. A bit of background, if this is your first time ever tuning into this podcast or, or even hearing of the system... So the system itself is very similar to a Dungeons & Dragons style. You roll a d20 to determine an outcome of a attack roll, a skill check, things like that. What's different is that we use something called momentum instead of experience. And it's the currency for all character choices. So momentum improves your skill points and it improves your... You can spend 30 momentum to gain an attribute, take a step down a path, which is like taking a level of a class, except for you level up no matter which of these you choose. Uh, it's built this way to encourage multi-classing in a way that we haven't seen done, in a way that we'd like to see done. So in addition to that, you can spend momentum on any given D20 roll to add that many D6s to the roll. Oh, and when you fall down, you're unconscious, you're at zero hit points, you lose five momentum a turn, and when you reach zero life and zero momentum, your character dies permanently. So momentum represents a currency for how important your character is to the story. The setting of our world is just a quick down and dirty. It is a million years in Earth's future that is now a fantasy land. 
humans that are now called the Tolden, they live among human-animal hybrids, and they don't really think of themselves as human-animal hybrids, but they've forgotten that they've helped create them millennia ago. The current state of the world is in a state of rebuilding after an extreme power vacuum. There was a, uh, an empire called the Savathian Empire. They were the fish people, and they controlled the entire world uh, as far as anyone knows. And they had slaves and huge empires and, and ran everything, and overnight they vanished. And nobody knows what happened to them. An event we're calling the Doom? The correct? Doom. Yeah, the Doom of the Savathians probably is the best way. And a hundred years later, some of them start washing up on shore alive and completely amnesiatic. They have no idea who they were, what they're doing there. They have no connection to their past at all. They don't even know if they were the people who lived there. So they're trying to find their way in the world while the entire world is trying to establish any kind of infrastructure after this massive civilization fell. But the thing is, they're not the only one. This world is built on the graveyards of civilizations a thousand levels deep. So there's always new stuff to find. So the game that we're playing, the system is called Artifacts. As the idea is that you're always finding new artifacts from specific cultures that are completely alien to your experience, but fun. We're currently starting off. The adventurers, they live now in a city called Ishraelion. It's a base city, a harbor town. It's where our adventure begins. This town itself has been here as long as anyone can remember because it's, a, it's just a good harbor to bring ships to. So it's changed hands so many times that it is effectively considered by everybody who lives there and all the other political creatures to be roughly neutral. Uh, because no matter what happens, trade has to come through there. The boroughs and neighborhoods of this are completely mismatched in Motley. You'll find mansion walls butting up against slums and hospitals sharing stairwells with brothels because everything is just trying to keep closer to the shore to where the action is. Also convenience, <laughs> yeah, right? Convenience. <laughs> yeah, if you find out that you're cured of cancer, I think you got one stop. So, Or, or brothel to, do I have anything? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. This brings us to the party, who the adventurers are. And why don't we give uh, quick descriptions of what your character looks like and what their abilities are before we get into the nitty-gritty of who they are. Why don't we start with you, Liam? All right, I am playing Esmond Trod, a 45-year-old Hrod, who is a six-foot-seven-tall alligator man, who's got a, as I remember, like a, a dark umber scaling with teals and reds, and he wears simple plain clothes and a turban. What's his power set? Oh, uh, fire, 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 fire. He likes fire, he makes fire, he sets things on fire. Breathes fire, too, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, he calls it from the sky, he makes it with his hands, sometimes it just hangs out with him. Keith. I am playing Nesbit Bizzleby. He is a Gelt, has very weasel-like features, a shorter, kind of slender, but not too slender build. He is historically a scumbag, just a scammer who has uh, made a decent life for himself by just always trying to be on the better end of whatever deal he is trying to make. And, and you don't cast magic, right? At all? Not a bit of magic. This is a running gag. Yeah. <laughs> he stabs things and extremely does not do magic. That's, that's his whole scene. And what about you, Max? Tonight I will be playing... Um, Tonight. And most nights. <laughs> Detective Dr. Professor Kelton Mandergrove, the one and only, one of the greatest intellects of this or any millennium. Oh, uh, uh, Kurt, isn't there now a, a, another nom de plume at the end? Isn't it... 
investigator, doctor, uh, professor, man. No, no, he opened detective. with the detective. Oh, detective. Oh, detective, doctor, Detective, doctor, professor. He is a guff, which is kind of a boar slash pig person. He's about 5'10", very brutish, but civilized. Carries a axe and shield, well armored. Usually has a an idea of what's going on around town. Comes mm. from a culture that invented most of the things in the world. Also a running gag. They did not. <laughs> that, um, <laughs> Although, Squilliam Cakeshare is canon. Is a yeah. canon a guff. So, yeah. And what, what's his power base? What is, what is his your abilities? He is command, command, citadel. So he is there to put his foot in the door and help everyone else out. All I right. Thought, I thought he was command, citadel, champion. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, well, we can figure that out later. It probably won't come up. But one last thing I wanted to mention is that... Oh, I am wrong. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> easy enough. It's been 172 years since the Doom occurred with the Zavothians, and we are now in year 172 of the Age of Equity, because everybody's kind of having to start from scratch. And I need somebody to take control of the calendar, which I've put out here in the middle. Not Who it. One, two, three, not it. Max, you are calendar met. I... Literally, this is as far as I can move with the um, headphones the way. So I'm stuck in a perfect spot where I can hear out of both ears. Oh, cool. Um, um, so it is day 51 of Sword Shine, which is the spring into summer season. And everybody's kind of almost halfway to, what is it, uh, False Bags, the kind of April Fools yes. of there. And your group now has been... You had a wacky adventure recently where you made friends, you lost some friends, you landed a bit catastrophically here in this base city and decided to set up shop. Having forged a bond of companionship. You say catastrophically, I say with style. You're right. It was, it's uh, the Buzz Lightyear strategy. Was, yeah. Now you've founded an adventure company, which is like an adventure, outfitter, that kind of thing. You take odd jobs to protect people, to guide people, that kind of thing. And it's not going so great. It's been a year since you guys have set up shop. Uh, you have a, a young ward with you. She uh, is a Krex, which means she's a bird person. She looks like a pigeon. She is 13 now. Her name's Stido, And she's Stido. helping you do that kind of thing while you set up your business. She is kind of working as a clerk and helping out on odd and ends while you promise to help her find her parents. And getting an education. She is getting Very an education, important. yes. There's a Savathian scholar who you know from your adventures who is helping with her education and tutoring her. She's difficult, but she's she's a good she's a good egg. No pun intended. Uh, I think it wasn't. Liar. You're a liar. <laughs> In addition to that, you've been trying to apply for Leyliner certification because you think it will increase business. The Leyliners are a guild of adventurers and outfitters that do these jobs in there. And if you get certified with them, people know to bring you a minimum of jobs uh, your way. They feel, they feel like they can trust you. You're not just going to steal their money. But getting into there requires a vetting process that hasn't been going well for you guys because you're kind of shady. I mean, you've got you've got a kind of rough history. So because Nesbitt and Kelton are involved, that's what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Great. It's true. You also have a lot going for you, in, including uh, you helped out a Tiktani, which are the bug people. You helped out an entire chorus of them, uh, which is their underground civilization, deal with a very touchy political issue, and they came out completely on top. And they sing your praises, no pun intended. Wow, if you're just going to keep going the no pun intended route, you should just, could you just at the end go, pun intended? 
Yeah, I was oh, like, I'll I'll like you have a couple intended puns. Okay, okay. One of the biggest problems dogging you guys is that there's an imperial detective who has also put down roots in the area, and his name is Bolivo, and you have a bit of a history with him. Whereas he knows for sure you definitely helped this Tiktani collective. Nobody knows how shifty you are better than he does. <laughs> <laughs> so he's uh if just him meddling with you shows any trail that the Leyliner Association can kind of pick up on, it could hurt your chances, which is not great, but you don't really hate Bolivo either. Yeah, there were a couple times that I was thinking I might have to, but at the end of the day, I totally didn't hate Bolivo. Yeah, I was going to throw him into a pit, but... <laughs> game? We definitely thought about you. Game recognizes game. Mm. In fact... Well, he's not... Th- he's shifty, but not... But in a good way. He's shifty for good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shifty for me. For you, yeah. Occasionally your friends. So where we find you in this moment is that Bolivo has you in his office. The three of you are sitting down. You have responded to an overly, almost comically polite letter to meet him in his office for questioning about a suspected arson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, who's the problematic one now, Esmond? So he sees you guys and he said by the way bolivo is one of our patreon selected characters uh if you're a ten dollar patron you get to create a character that uh we will put in our city in our campaign he says uh thank you guys for coming i know this is not convenient for for any for anybody really i mean especially the uh the victim you know in this scenario uh, i i hope you don't mind you're I referring did- to me right oh no 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 the 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 gentleman uh mr let me look at my notes here uh scadron Mr. Skadron, he, uh, his farm burnt down, and um, he's very upset. About it. I'm sure anybody you know in, in his place would be. So I was wondering, just there seems to be a couple you know, uh, problems uh, kind of linking maybe some causal effect to this, but maybe we could, you, know, you could clear a couple things up for me. So I understand that uh, he, uh, he came to you two weeks ago uh, complaining about yeah, a nosy neighbor, kind of stepping on his lands. He wondered if you guys could do something about it. When I interviewed him, he said he he'd spoken with you. He said that, did he? Well, yes. I, I you know, I don't, I don't expect he would lie. I mean, do you think he could have confused you for somebody else? I, I find that unlikely. Uh, so you wait, you that guy is probably lying. Oh, he is lying. You, you should. I'm just saying. So you don't remember? You don't remember him? Well, we. We maybe talked to him, but we didn't burn down a farm. Okay, well, do you do you remember Miss uh, Volraney? She came in the week previous. She's a Tolden lady. I, I'm sure you remember Tolden. By the way, listeners, is human. Uh, she uh, she came in and um, she was complaining about his farm. She made some accusations about some very troubling things where he was he was raising some brookies and making him fight in the barn and that sound she could hear it she wanted to do something she wanted you guys to do something about it because you know the law people people like me would have a hard time getting a warrant so why talk to me huh that's bad legitimate brookie fighters they pay for their license for this man to do it mm-hmm. without a license that's that's not good it's true i know in this area we haven't handed out licenses since uh you know the empire came in here but uh <laughs> You know, it, it, uh, yes, you're right. There is there is a lack of legitimacy, uh, to, I think, to this whole thing. Maybe you guys can clear this up for me. Also, by the way, Brookies are horse-sized dogs. Yeah, with hooves. Well, yeah. that we ride like horses. That's yeah. important mm-hmm. information. 
So, uh, as I understand, both these people came in, they spoke to you, and there's this, there's this problem. And then as soon as, you know, he, he comes in, he tells you about this nosy neighbor, wants you to take care of it. She says she wants you to take care of his problem. Next thing I know, his whole barn burns down. Somebody here not going to point fingers uses fire a lot. Um, I take great exception to that. You know, it could I do be, not use fire, sir. Could be talking about myself. I'm just, you know, it's just one, one person here. So, uh, so this guy. In his barn, how does he light up his barn? You know that's a that's a good point. I think he probably uses some kind of oil lantern. So Brookie kicks it over, burns down barn, case closed. Once again, mm-hmm. Detective Doctor Professor Kelton Mandergrove at your service. You know, yeah, I that I think was one of my uh, first um, first. You don't mind? I I take over the uh, the investigative part. I know you're a detective as well now. Oh, it's done. Yes. Okay. But, so so when I went to the scene, uh, you know, all the reports said it burnt down in a manner of two hours and uh the size of the barn the materials fire you know starting from one location doesn't really uh spread spread like that and um also you know our court magician did a little scan uh magical fire mm. but you guys you don't know anything so he was using yeah, that, magical lamps that definitely sounds like uh anybody but us Okay, well, I just want to get, get you on record saying it's definitely not you. I want to cross you guys off the list if that's if that's all right. All right. Feel free uh, to cross us off anytime you want. I okay. did yeah. not magically yeah, burn down a farm. Okay, very good. Okay, well, I, I just want to thank you guys for coming in. I know, yeah, you know. I literally don't even know how to use magic. Thank it's, you. <laughs> I just, let me, it's nice to see you again. Uh, you, you as well. You as well. Uh, now that we are colleagues, I, I'm glad very, I never threw you in a pit. Thank you. Yep. I mean, don't worry too much about that. That had never even crossed any of our minds. He just says weird things sometimes. Well, I did end up at the bottom of a pit. Uh, didn't because we all? Of all right, yeah, yes. but like, yes, we, we all did. Definitely didn't throw you down one, though. Or didn't even want to. Well, good. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. I think uh, that's all I need for now. Um, no problem. I think I'll just, I'll just uh, go over the evidence again. I'm sure I'm way off base here. Guys, uh, I'll catch up in a little bit, all right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got a I got a thing. He's got a thing. Okay. He's got a thing. He leads you out the door. You know, there's not a lot of fanfare. It's not a lot of people work in this I in this stick, office. With I him. stick back mm-hmm. though. Okay, and uh he he's like, Well uh, Esmond, you got you got something to tell me? Anything on uh Stiddo's family? No, uh, well not not since last we last spoke about yeah. it, you know, about a month ago. Um we put out the call. You know, it it's it is strange that nobody's responded. Her parents are just gone, and from what we know, the Howards, the the two the two cracks that were kidnapping kids, never touched the parents. Huh. Uh, but you know, we're keeping the eyes down. We know their names. We've you know, I've got I've got people working on it. But you know, I'm obviously I'm here, so I have to wait for them to get back to me. No, I feel you. No, you're a good man. Uh, thank you. You you too, Esmond. Hey, uh, uh, uh keep uh. Maybe cool it for a bit, huh? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me neither. Good day, Bolo Bo. All right. You take care. And then mm-hmm. you guys leave. So you're out in the city streets of Israelion, which really fits you guys. You know, it's people are constantly selling things from everywhere. There's a big bizarre market area, but you can't walk 15 feet without somebody openly propositioning you for something on the street. But it's nice. Everybody's kind of in a good mood. It's a bustling city. Uh, it's had kind of a tumultuous history recently because it has recently gone to 
being governed by the uh, Akinotian Empire from its previous uh, independence that it had. But as an independent entity, it was extremely corrupt. And there was a governor that was forced out, or well, a, what would he call himself? Hold on. I think I've got his name here. Was it a viceroy? It was It was a high magistrate, Ralid Guantemo. Mm-hmm. And that name should sound familiar because you recovered a letter yeah. from him previously that was written to the two Crex mercenaries that were kidnapping children. That we killed and didn't eat. Damn Howard. No, Definitely never got a chance him. to eat them, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened shortly afterwards is... The Akinotian Empire came in and did an economic takeover, promised that they could manage the affairs of trade for the region better than the local corrupt magistrate. And so far, they're correct. But it's not easy. There's a lot of problems dealing with the fact that the main business of this area was criminal. So trying to get people to go legit or putting people in jail who aren't, it's causing some problems. It's like Salt Lake City. (laughs) (laughs) Of the cities we could... Yeah, Mm -hmm. Salt Lake City. I would like to turn to my compatriots. Mm -hmm. Did did you guys burn down a farm without inviting me? Because that's not cool. Look, I didn't... Okay, I want to step in here. You didn't. (laughs) I don't know. I'm asking these two if they did. I I know that you... You you should know that you didn't. Okay, thank you. I'm I'm glad because we didn't know that at the beginning (laughs) at all. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. uh, We were just going to guess. I'd like to see your reaction. Because also, I, I think your characters would not know if Esmond oh, did it or not. Also, yeah. I, no. had I come upon an illegal brookie fighting ring, yeah, fuck yeah, I'd burn that shit down <laughs> sure. in but, a second. And Kelton, but you didn't. You didn't okay. burn it down. Kelton yeah. would just be upset nice. he didn't get invited. <laughs> he <laughs> likes that kind of stuff. I didn't do it. Okay. But I'm going to do some quick math. How many fire-using magicians do you know? Well, not fucking me. Um, you, does that bird do fire? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's probably her then. Yeah, that's what I was figuring. <laughs> you said it wasn't you. <laughs> yeah. And I only know two. So we should probably go home. Yeah. I hope she didn't burn our house down. I mean, there's probably other possibilities. Oh, there's, there's, there's a 100% chance that there's someone else here. Who could have done it? Yeah, but it was definitely it's a fucking definitely bird. Stiddo. Yeah, it's oh your my fucking god, bird. she keeps all the records. She's an orphan, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, no, just, yeah. orphans. And orphans are synonymous general. with burning down buildings. Yes. Mm-hmm. Look, I've seen Firestarter. Yeah. All right, the Prodigy song. Yeah. <laughs> so, twisted. You guys remember when Smack My Bitch Up ended with it being reversed, and everyone in the nineties was like, Ooh, "Whoa." Progressive. <laughs> No, I don't remember yeah, that I don't at remember all. remember that either. I do. Literally all I remember is him like, or mm-hmm. her just like blast and piss all over the place. Like Ooh, doing a really bad that. job of uh, I think we're talking about interacting with the urinal. <laughs> no, no, no. It was, uh, it was first person. And like it was just going through the perspective of the person that was just like going through. And when they I went into the bathroom, they were just. Smack my bitch up is. You think from the perspective of a man to a woman. But at the end of the video, it's a woman to a man. And everyone's like. Ooh. Oh. Right, and she That's, peed very inaccurately. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, is, speaking of uh, the smell of urine, and you're in the streets of Israelion, uh, is, there, is there anywhere, is there anything you want to do before you go home? Um, no. 
Yeah, I, no, I that's a, not true. I want to go have a drink. Do we have any money? But, uh, yeah, uh, you should each have. So you had a ton of money when the last <laughs> campaign ended, but you spent it on your business and the building and everything. And you even have a uh, uh, you have a small boat that you oh, charter sweet. out. Cigarette boat for people. No, these are ah. these are sailing boat. Hell yeah. tiny. You have a small small boat that you sometimes charter out to fishermen because you can't pay your bills if you don't make sure things like that get used. And you also rent dock time, so it's kind of to pay for yeah. its own existence. Now, I have a I have a 13-year-old tiny bird to yell at. Uh, you can do that. I'm going to go to the pub. Okay, absent father, you just you just go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, what's Kelton doing? Kelton, uh, he's going to go home. He wants to see... Oh, he wants to see a kid get yelled at. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll come Better on. than the pub. <laughs> <laughs> you make your way through this bustling city, and you get to your building, and your building uh, is on fire. It's not on fire. <laughs> it is. It is. It is as intact as any building in this city is, uh, except for that farm. Yes. Well, it's at, as one could be. How about that? So why don't why don't I leave this part up to you guys? Describe your building. Let's 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 hear it. I think it would be a two story traditional you know what you think of as like a victorian business where the business is on the bottom and then there are mm. rooms on top mm. where you live on top with an okay. overhang yeah yeah with a little bit of an overhang i imagine there would be an attic i think stato lives in the attic oh yeah it's fits her yeah. yeah we call it the bird's nest it's good better than the eagle's nest because mm. they're being keep well she's not an eagle or hitler <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. <laughs> How many brookies were in the barn? Slightly uh, evidence yeah. of the contrary. So, uh, oh yeah, there were no brookies in the barn. Okay. Like, they, they were yeah. they were set free, and then it was okay. it was burnt down. It was definitely her. Oh my god, it's so her. <laughs> you guys have anything special you keep in there? Um, we have a sign, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, you have a sign. We have mm-hmm. a beautiful sign. It says, it, yeah. "It says Bizzleby Mandergrove Trod." Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelton, did you carve that yourself? I did. <laughs> the only reason I say that is Max has carved me a sign. It was very nice. Oh, very I nice. like carving. Does Kelton? Um, yes, it, and he thinks he's better at it than he thinks he is. No, I think he invented it. <laughs> no, it wasn't me. By the guff, you know it was. Let's say you get home. The door is shut and locked, mm-hmm. which is unusual in the middle of a day. Normally, Stido would be manning the counter and the door would be unlocked. A little bell, ding, when you walk in. I unlock it. Yeah, you unlock it. She's not at the front desk. Mm. Mm. Um, hey, I got this. And I just go up the flight of stairs into the second floor, mm-hmm. and then to the pull-down steps that go into her room. Is the door to her room locked? There is no lock, uh-huh. but it is jammed shut. Okay. You feel like like maybe she tied something to it. And okay. It's not. It's not pulling. Pulling open. Uh, I'd like to make a strength check to 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 get it open. Sure. Let's say um, she's not a sailor. No. She's not great at knots. Let's say difficulty twelve. Sixteen. Uh, yeah. You you yank yank and then it comes free. Steps come down. Slam. She knows you're mad. She goes. Go away. Stido, I'm coming up. No, don't. There's not. I don't. Stido, I'm coming up. I'm I'm having a a, a girl. Problem, Stido. I'm coming up. Uh, okay, but you just you if you just don't look at me, I'm I'm busy. We're having a talk. Well, I, about what? I can't. What? What? What would it I'm be? I'm coming up, and I come up the stairs. Okay. Yeah, she's just sitting on her bed. Oh, she looks. By the way, she looks like a pigeon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's she's about she's about four and a half feet tall. 
very slight, and um, she's wearing a leather vest and uh, leather shorts that and just above her knee. So Stitto. What? I, yeah. Good to see you. Just had a conversation with Bolivo. Oh yeah. How's he doing? Uh, good. 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 That's good. He's he's. Did he find my parents? No. Uh, but we will talk about that too. Okay. Uh, do you remember last week when we had we had two sets of people come in? No. I no, don't. No, I don't no, remember. We, we did. We did. Uh, you kept notes. They're they're filed away. And uh, we didn't want to get involved because it, it seemed like a conflict of interest and, and kind of, honestly, a little beneath us. Okay. One of those people had their barn burned down. What? By someone who does fire magic. Wow. So. There's a lot of those, there's a lot of those people in this city. Yeah. Yeah, tons. So not, a lot of them not as so nice as you my, and me. My question is. How long did you let the brookies run before you set it ablaze? She puts her head down. I'm 30 seconds. I don't know. I, I, I was, I'm next, just angry. I don't. Next time you got to let them go longer. They could have rushed back in. You, you got to be careful about that. You have to make sure that you block it off afterwards. Then set it. Did you set it on fire inside? And she kind of, her, her expression brightens and she kind of like sits up and just like little tears in her eyes. She's like, you're not, you're not mad at me? You don't... Oh, no. A little mad. Because we didn't get paid. I... But... Like, but... You turned, but you turned it down. You, tur- you said yeah. you weren't gonna... Yeah. Did you get paid, though? No. Yeah. Hey, little bird. You know that lady would have paid you. <laughs> Are you shouting up <laughs> for the bar? <laughs> that lady would have paid you because you did what she wanted. Yeah, but it, it... It's it's illegal to do it. I thought it would be better if nobody... I thought nobody would know if we, I didn't write it down. You could have had the lady pay you and then burn her barn, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't. He had a strong start. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sorry I didn't. Look, I'm not angry. You destroyed property of a dirtbag who ran a fighting ring. I don't care. Don't get caught. Number one rule of this house, don't get caught. Well, how how did you find out about Bolivar it? Bolivar told me. And she like she goes as pale as you can when you're covered in feathers. I got no, I got you. And she's like, "How did he know? I don't." They had a magic investigator go. This was magic fire, and Bolivo thought of the two things he knows about us. Oh, that's just all right. So I could have gotten in trouble. Wait, I... so he did? He he thought it was you? Oh yeah, a thousand percent. Oh well, I covered. It's good. Okay. Well, so I I'll, I can just go back to work. I don't. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah we're, you were fine. Uh, next time, though, something, you want to do something like that? Yeah? We'll make some Molotov cocktails. What's that? Uh, it's, a, it's a mixture of alcohol, magnesium, and fire. Okay. And then we'll set it ablaze with that. Harder to link to us. Oh. So, like, just skip the magic? Sometimes that's the best option. Okay. Uh, How are your studies going? Um, you know... It... Obed is, he's difficult. He's, um, he just, he wants, he, there's a lot of reading. And he doesn't like that I called him a nerd. <laughs> and, um, uh, but. I've seen that man, like, skewer people. It's hilarious. 
uh, yeah, sometimes he just gets this weird look in his eyes like he's thinking about something and then somebody <laughs> gets fucking murdered. I, I think they're going okay. I don't Good. like I, I don't like it, but you know it's it's useful and it's important. If you say so. But I I think I think it's important to to broaden your educational horizons. What what do you want to do with your life? I and she looks around. Uh, I I think I want to work I want to work with you guys. That's bad. I <laughs> no crocodile tears. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if my parents say it's okay. Yeah, which is is the other thing I wanted to say. Polovote, he's been tracking down leads. He's working hard. Okay, he's looking looking for your parents. Well, if he said if he said it, I believe it. But they're uh, they're they're not where you used to live, and and, and no one knows where they went. And she just kind of goes quiet and looks around. She's like, "Yeah, we're not giving up hope, though." Okay, all right, okay. Well, Thank you. And again, Arson, next time, tell me your Nesbit. Maybe Kelton. Maybe. Actually, don't. <laughs> yeah. Nesbit, you good with Arson? Uh, I mean, it's not my favorite, but. Uh, <laughs> also, she totally did it. <laughs> yeah. No fucking kidding. <laughs> she, she puts her face in her hands, like, oh, she hopes Bolivo is not listening. <laughs> hey, little girl, um, you were in a Brookie barn. You could have made it look like the Brookies did it. Just for future reference. Okay. Because I asked about it, and they said you didn't do that. And I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> the, you asked the Brookies? No, the uh, Bolovo guy. Oh. he. I was like, did it look like the Brookies did it? And he's like, not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we taught you better than this. <laughs> you haven't really given me my full criminal uh, Yeah, well, your dad won't let yet. me talk to you. I don't think criminal is the right word. I, I, w- I would like to think... Um, Lateral thinking is is the frame that's important. Illegal lateral thinking, right? Uh, legality is not morality. Yes, exactly. Sometimes you have to do what's right and what you feel is right, not what's the law. Okay. And also getting me money is fucking morality. So, uh, but also don't next burn time. the house down. It's very important. I'm not going to burn the house down. I know, I know. Is this criminal three men and a baby? <laughs> yeah, probably. Hell yeah. Shit. You went the criminal route. Can I be Ted Danson? Yes. Yay! <laughs> so she uh, comes to you, and she says, Well, Bolivo, do you think... Because I, I know Uncle Nesbitt told me not to show this to Bolivo, but do you think it would help? She pulls out that letter that you guys got after killing the Howards, the, the two kidnapping mercenaries. She pulls that out, and she's like, I mean, this was meant for them. They took me from my parents. Do you think... Uh, so let's I, let's revisit the letter. Actually, let's yeah, let's take a, a second call. and go and go over what it said. You guys think we should get more orphans? No, no, no. There, there's a lot of work. What you wouldn't, I know you wouldn't. You neither of you would know, but it's a lot of work. Yeah, and even if I wasn't just trying to dodge work, I just don't want more fucking orphans. <laughs> I'm just thinking they'd be useful. They're high calorie. Look, I mean, yeah. Uh, useful at burning down fucking barns. Okay, and I had an uncle named the Fagan, cops right? Us. And he used to have a bunch of orphans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You you find me an orphan that's a little stabby or or a little icy. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll have a talk. Now, you, I, you could do a little stabby orphan. No, I don't want a stabby orphan. Think about if you just had a little stabby orphan. I literally have Now, when I think about that. stabby orphans, instead I think about stabby weird-ass birds that uh, kind of make me uncomfortable. So speaking of stabby birds, here's the letter that they received that oh. you took. 
stationary reads the Protectorate of Ishraelion, Office of the Imperial Ministry. Now, the Imperial Ministry was a lie because they were within the borders of the Akinosian Empire, but by no means was actually an official protectorate until the Akinosian Empire stepped in. So the Akinosian Empire, for the listeners, is a very diverse empire of people that is trying to establish new infrastructure, but in a way that's much more cooperative than than the Savathians did. So they want treaties, they want... Uh, taxes that that lead to actual benefits in the in the area. They want people to lead their own groups and and uh, and rule their own lands, but kind of work towards a common goal. And so far, it's working okay. There's there's a lot of problems associated with the will to empire, but uh, they they haven't existed long enough to be really bad at anything yet. Yet, yet. So here's civil wars are really great to like. They're currently <laughs> throw, in, throw gasoline on that fire. Yeah, yeah, I forgot to mention they're currently involved in a civil war because the right of succession is being challenged and have at le- destroyed at least one town whole cloth. Mm-hmm. So this says the Protectorate of Israelion, Office of the Imperial Ministry. Please forgive our reaching out to you in such an unorthodox manner. We are aware of the typical channels by which your clients must usually take to seek your employ. However, we do not have these luxuries, as you must already be aware. We have found ourselves in need of contractors capable of a high degree of autonomy and discretion, and your reputations precede you in both of these areas. Recently, our thriving municipality acquired a large and controversial estate through default. It possesses certain irregularities and contested artifacts that pose a problem for its eventual sale. We would like a group to inventory the estate, research the artifacts, and resolve any secondary political and personal conflicts that will prevent our fair city of either utilizing or liquidating these properties at our discretion. You and your associate would not be the only contractors entering bids on this, though your lauded skills at, quote, discrete conflict resolution, unquote, is uniquely attractive. Please send word to the Port Authority asking for jobs aboard the ship named the Gilrod. You will be directed to my office. Signed, High Minister Ralid Guantamo. You know, I I think it may be time to act on this. Yeah. We're going to steal that, that boat? <laughs> there's there's no boat. He just said, we want to work on a ship. Yes, right. Nesbitt, uh, do we have any jobs right now? Uh, I don't know. Ask a fucking secretary. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> now I know. It's not my fault. We know, honey. She keeps doing jobs for no money. Papa loves you. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we'd be, pardon the phrase, killing two birds with one stone. Plus one momentum. <laughs> Just like her parents, right? <laughs> Plus one momentum. Minus three momentum. Take it. Fucking shit. All right. So this is how people learn momentum, okay. by the way. Combat, role play, and all that kind of, and clever solutions for things. But I think we could get a job and then kind of maybe track down what the Howards were doing the other way. Also, if they were contracted for the job and we killed them, we could probably do the job. That is a fair point. Mm. Now, and do, this but, is probably also... Uh, in the range of solutions associated with your little progeny, huh? I mean, again, I'm not going to say it again. She might be in earshot. But yes, it, it, it's a 
multi-pronged solution. All right. This is going to be a tremendous fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. All right. We've been resting on our laurels for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm bored and broke. Yeah, let's fucking do you this thing. You want to stab right. something? Yeah, it's you want to stab something? I, mean, I wrote a book. People liked it, but like, it's time to do other things. You need more adventures for the next book. It's true. I could write another book. <laughs> do we want to bring Bolivo on on this? No, that is a hard no. All right. I don't like the law or people <laughs> who like work for the law because like we're just trying to get along. Yeah, we're already trying to hide shit from this dude. Let's move to the docks, okay? So let's get you out there. Outfit change. <laughs> oh, are you getting into your, your yeah, deer killer cap? We're stepping out. Does Dr. Kelton, Professor Mandegrove, don a different detective outfit? Yes. Definitely uh, rocking the cap. I would also disguise yourself as, like, a mercenary, which we are anyway. We're trying to get hot. Oh, yeah, you don't fully understand this. We're not going to work on a ship. <laughs> he's fucking he's in full like pirate outfit <laughs> oh man what are you what are you wearing we're gonna like steal a ship no we're going we're, we're interviewing for a job oh damn it okay put on your put on your nice coat okay you know the one i like yeah <laughs> oh i know <laughs> so kelton's in like a gray jacket with like Kind of a lavender inside silk Ooh. lining. All right, I'm with I'm with okay. uh, yeah Esmond on right, that one. Right, right. Yeah. It makes me feel classier to be next to him. Yeah, Ooh. dude, I I wouldn't picture him in cool pastels, but uh, if he's it rocking works. it, it yeah. works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matches his eyes. You travel out towards the docks. Now the docks of Israelion, it's not a dock. Yes. Out in the ocean. It is a mess of... Wharfs and... Wharfs, yeah. web... Like, if you imagine a spider web that just reaches out into the ocean made of wood, that's what this is. It's enormous. Tight. But they said like specifically that. to travel to the Port Authority, which is a building, and you know where it is. We go there. Okay. So you go to the, you go to the Port Authority. There is a... Let's get, let's get a... Uh, you want to get a NPC from one of our... Let's have do Yeah, it. I always want to get that. All right, so... We used a couple NPCs from our Patreon last time. The next one up is from our good friend Oots. Yeah, no, hey, hey. no, oh, I'm saving no. that one. Oh, oh wait, is it Big Bad Shadowmans then? Uh, oh no, this one is from Oots. Big Bad Shadowmans is coming. Okay, so you see an Akinotian male who stands five ten, tall with light skin and medium length blonde hair that he keeps oiled back. He has an almost unusually broad chest and upper body and is well muscled but with a normal, if slim, build for his lower body. You got, ch- you got chicken legs? <laughs> Skip leg day. It's, you're, you're punishing me here. His name is Bertio. It says that on his name tag, Port Authority. Okay. And he's about 30 years old. And he is working, not so much a front desk, but you see him like at a wall of files and scrolls, and he's pulling things out, putting them back, and he's got a list, and he's checking it off. Is he checking it twice? He's uh, checking to see who's naughty. Uh, they're nice. all naughty, so there's all no right. use. Hole for everybody. He turns and he says, uh, he says, oh, uh, all right. He turns and he says, by the way, they get to pick the voice. Hey, uh, how can I help you? Hey there, buddy. We understand that, uh, there are some opportunities aboard the Gilrod. Oh, mama. Gil, <laughs> Gilrod, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, 
I think I remember the Gilrod. Uh, uh, hold on a sec. Uh, and he looks real nervous. Yeah, uh, hang on just a sec. Hanging on, Captain. And he, he walks outside, and uh, he's like, you, just, you stay here. Stay here, please. Mm-hmm. And you see him walk over to a, a small Crex, about 5'7", with a slight build, 75 pounds or so. Deep blue coloring with shades of green, uh, especially on the tail feathers, with a sharp beak. And uh, he is a... Two kids, Sam. Well... (laughs) (laughs) Well... (laughs) He resembles... Think of a blue jay with green accents. Okay. Okay. I'm picking that up. And he looks over... Well, he doesn't look over Bertio or Johnny Bravo's shoulder. He looks at... He he looks uh, around him to look at you guys, kind of in the doorway, and just nods to Bertio. And Bertio kind of shrugs, and he's like... And then comes back and he's like, "Yeah, uh, that guy has the information you uh, you want to know." All right. Well, then, uh, gents, thank you, sir. But, uh, but hey, well, let me know if you you have any other questions. All right. You're you're a very good clerk. All right. Hoo ha. I bet that guy knows like karate or something. <laughs> he definitely fucks. <laughs> but I think he was nervous. Did he look nervous to you? I think he was on a gloom spider or something. I don't know. I deduced. With my detective skills. If you look out, out the door before you head out there, you see that the Blue Jay, he's talking to a couple other people, that uh, they look like dock workers, sailors, that kind of thing. And they're, they look expectant. And then he turns to you and he, and he smiles and waves you out. All right. Yeah, let's walk out to the... Nesbitt, you got your, uh, your packing, right? Yes, yes. All right, I'm good. All right, are you packing your fucking... <laughs> we're, we're on a dock. I think I'm going to be okay. I mean, kind of not, right? Like, I'll, I'll just burn the whole place down. I don't that's what know. I mean. Yeah, like, If you're going to do something, it's going to be that. Maybe let Nesbitt handle this. No, I'm going to do that. Yeah, no. Just, anything goes awry, fucking set it on fire. Yeah, but our I building don't... is here. I like it. None of the docks. Yeah, yeah but like, we're going to be the guys who burned down the Israeli on docks. Reputation, man. Think about it. Yeah, be a badass one. <laughs> <laughs> See, we let him raise the bird. This is the kind of shit that happens. Yeah, I'm wondering who's influencing who on this situation. I have always taken the position, burn shit, ask questions later. We're just saying it's not our fault that she's burning down barms. No, it is totally our fault. It's awesome. (laughs) So tell me how how you go about this. I would say we stroll manfully through the door, all a business. Yeah, Kelton taking point. Manfully all a business is mm-hmm. uh, a very solid descriptor. Okay. So you straight straight out manfully all a business. Who's in front, you said? Kelton. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, just happy, looking ready to glad hand as usual. Yeah. When you come out, you see that he's got three other people kind of close to him. He's a blue jay in front. Behind him is a gelt that looks like a badger. And then there's a guff. So gelt is the mustelid people. Mm-hmm. Then there's a guff that's a pig people. She's wearing a top hat. And then there's... A Savathian looks like an electric eel uh, behind them. Let me see your guys' tokens, right? Does that work for you guys? Yeah. I got yes. Kelton, Nesbitt, Esmond. I mean, I don't think we'd be 15 feet apart. Okay. Like yeah. that? Yeah. 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 Okay. But as far as arrangement, that's definitely where we're going. Yeah. So he, he waves you down, smiling real big. And um, this is also a character created by Oots. Shout out to Oots for being Cal, my best bro. And I've intentionally yeah. not practiced this voice so that you could hear me struggle with it because it says jerry seinfeld using a pirate dialect (laughs) is this something that oots actually wanted or just a way that he wanted to punish you 
This is punishment. I think this is this is him busting my balls. So, all right, here you go. <laughs> Let's see. So I don't know you really what that means. This is what a little bit. No, no. Here it goes. Jerry Seinfeld. So first I got to get Seinfeld. Yeah. Then I got to figure like, out what are you doing. He's just a little up here. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. he says, What's, What's the, the deal, deal with Scurvy? Scurvy? sales? Yeah. <laughs> Think about uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, but up an octave. Mm. He he waves you over, and he's, Hi, uh, fellas, uh, fellow mates. <laughs> Came out to me ducks. Come see oh. me. <laughs> Fucking garbage. How, how's, how's your day going? Oh, we are doing just as terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that bad. Okay. Did you have a stroke like seven years ago and just never recovered? Not I, matey. God damn. <laughs> I love it. I assume you get within talking range? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. Oh, yeah. Heavy, heavy, heavy talking range. Hey, uh, you're asking about, about me, old, uh, me old Chip the Gilrod, eh? Yes, we want to work on it. As a, as a front for a job. Oh, okay. What's the deal with wanting to work on the gill rod, eh? We are associates with a couple of gentlemen named Howard who were looking to subcontract some labor as they were a little busy. You know, I suspect that about you, uh, landlubbers. I don't know. This is terrible. <laughs> Keep it going. Keep it going. All right. By the way, this is a solid, like, C+. Plus. Like, this is, a, this is a dumb thing to ask. You're doing Okay. <laughs> Like, you're not killing it, but it's yeah. like, for the love of God, you could have been doing so much worse. <laughs> I move that this guy becomes part of our party. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I did uh, expect Yar to to have some association with my old friends, uh, the Howards. I'd like to introduce myself. And he pulls out a knife. My name's Howie. Oh, hey, guys, we met another bird named Howard. Are we going to do the same thing? Seems likely. Great. <laughs> hey, um... I ate. We don't have a <laughs> we don't have a healer, by the way. So we better stab fast and hard. Oh, I know. I literally ate your brother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that to affect us in our business relationship. All right. So as soon as Howie pulls out that knife, you see that the gelt, the badger, the female guff in the top hat, and the electric eel all pull out their things. They're ready to go. So they have a battle readiness. Of ten. Oh, I'm sorry. Gents. And this is cumulative dexterity. Cumulative plus dexterity. D twenty mm-hmm. thrown by Oof. goose egg, motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm a caster. Three. Okay. So you roll five. Five versus ten. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast.
That got a three. Twenty. We got fucked. No, we got twenty-five. Sorry. They All got right. 25. Okay. So, uh, do you want to go counterclockwise on this one because Kelton, Nesbit, Esmond? Yeah. That's sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. All right. So what's going what's going to happen is their first person's going to go first, which is going to be Howie. Then Kelton's going to go. Then their next person's going to go. Then him. Their next person. Then Esmond. Let's see how this goes down. So Howie. If it gets to my turn, I'm setting this whole place on fire. <laughs> doesn't know any better. He runs up to Kelton, and he's like... Good move. <laughs> What's... Pirate. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, if you ate my brother, you're a scurvy dog. He goes and stabs at you. And this is a... Uh, God damn it. Plus five. Yeah, 21. By the way, it's... Ooh, it's plus five momentum. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, twenty uh, twenty-one to hit. Yep, that hits. Okay, it does. It does nine damage. Ouch. So what's your what's your dodge? By the way, my dodge is twelve. Okay, but you have how much armor? Five. Oh, yeah, that's great. Okay, that's a that's that's a, that's good. Oh, and now uh, you feel a chill from that dagger. It's cold. Ooh, shit! All right, and All right. your speed is now halved. Until the start of his next turn. All right. And it's your turn. Hey, everyone, I'm chilled. <laughs> I think he's using magic. <laughs> that really makes me angry, Esmond. Yeah? Would you like to take a shot at... Considering that I have to fire through you, I would not recommend that to be a thing that I would do. Okay. He, he would take a negative four. Dang. Never mind. You got you got overwhelming, though. I got all kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> Coming with the classics. Yeah, you're still a... Bore with an axe. There's options. In fact, could you just charge him off the dock? Yo, might be able to. <laughs> oh, you know what? Let me draw some boundaries. Yeah, let's put some. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You do that, Josh. I'm not good at setting boundaries. <laughs> this is a big ass fucking dock. I was about to say. No, you're you're at the port authority. Oh, okay. You know, oh, you're okay. Right outside yeah. And... So that's that's the mm-hmm. dock, and this yeah, is yeah. Let's say this is a board the wall. Earth. A little squiggly yeah. dock right there. All right. And yeah. Just for just for flavor. Some happy little waves. Some happy little waves. There are no mistakes when you're doing what you love. That's not at all true. (laughs) Yeah, no. Only they're not called mistakes. They're called crimes. And getting good at things is hiding your crimes. Yeah. yeah. All right. And let's say this is the building you walked out of. And uh, let's put a couple barrels. Do we know? How about a crate or two? You want a crate? Yeah. Hold on. Yes. Give me a crate. I just want a crate. Yeah. Is there a red barrel conveniently placed anywhere near them? <laughs> yeah, if, been, you, if you hit it, you might uh, double your strength. Yeah, I've been conditioned to look for red barrels around. The I mean, there are no red barrels. That's my bag, dog. Yeah, That'd I was about to say, thing. that's where he does a localized... Yeah. Something's going to happen. So, Kelton. What does Kelton do? Kelton is going to raise his axe and do overwhelming strike at Howie. All right, let's see it. <laughs> Subpar. Does a four hit? It does not. Cool. What's your what dexterity? My dex is two. Oh man, you how? What? What did you roll? A two. Mm. But yeah, that really, math checks out, everybody. It's just one pip <laughs> down from a d twenty. That's brutal. Okay. Well, yeah, that misses. All right. I so, missed with my overwhelming turn. Strength. Miss. Female guff with a top hat. You see that she she has a bill hook. She fuck uses to help more ships. She runs. Yeah, here and she saw that. Uh, yes, closer, my dear. <laughs> she saw that Howie <laughs> had some luck hitting this pig man, so she's going to take a swing at him as well. Does nine hit? 
a no. All right, she misses. And up next is Nesbit. She move her up. That's she has its reach. Oh damn! That's a one space. Female guff with the top hat. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I moved the wrong person. Okay, that's what I meant to do. I thought it was just like a thirty foot hook. Like, <laughs> damn. Uh, that's my new ska band, Thirty Foot Hook. <laughs> oh, that's a good name. Yeah, for a ska band, yeah, or even a funk band, Thirty Foot Hook. Thirty Foot Hook. Uh, okay. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Ska mm. funk fusion. No, that'd probably be awful. It'd be the. It'd be a good album name for whatever replaced the Blues Travelers. Was there a replacement for the Blues Travelers, or did we just let that no, stop? Just, just sadness. What is what does Nesbit want to do? I'm gonna go ahead and disengage up into. Uh, our new Howard, and let's see. I'm so I'm adjacent to Kelton. Yeah. Does that inherently give me the upper hand, no. or just no. with plunging strike? That's just with plunging okay. strike. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, do a plunging strike then. Okay. And real quick, what the upper hand means for listeners is that it makes it so that if the person that you have upper hand against doesn't attack, that doesn't include you, you get to make an opportunity attack against him because splitting their focus is really difficult. And Nesbit gets some bonuses if he has the upper hand. It's like it's like flanking with the couple different Ish. different things. I think ours is more important. It's more dangerous, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, uh, plunging strike. Let's see it. Eight plus my modifier is just dexterity, correct? Yeah. So eleven. Ooh, just missed. Ah, it's a plunging strike. You see how he's a little spry. He gives a little little hip hip jive, gets out of the way, and then immediately the male guilt who's the badger, he just has a wood axe. <laughs> but he's... No, no, no. He just has a wood axe. And is a fucking badger. Yeah, he looks he looks mean. He's not a nice person. So he runs to Nesbit. <laughs> I see that Liam's getting very happy for good reason. Uh, I don't get to do this a lot. They're all clustered <laughs> up. They're, so he runs up on Nesbit because he sees him take a swing at Howie. And he just brings it down like he's trying to chop wood. Uh, that's gonna that's hit. gonna that's, do it. That's a yeah. natural fifteen plus four. So yep, yeah, nineteen, and he deals twelve damage. That's uh, that's some beef. We don't have a healer. We don't have a healer. Hey, neither do they, as far as you know. <laughs> but you can siphon life from people. Wait, you don't admit it. Up don't know what is... you're fucking talking about. All right, so. They're clustered up, except for the electric eel that's in the rear, yeah. who has not yet had a chance to go. You've got the guff with the top hat one space away. You've got Howie and the Gelt Badger clustered up on Nesbit and Kelton. What does Esmond do? I think all my stuff hurts my allies if I hit them, though. Your at-will splash damage does not. It only affects enemies. I'm not talking about my at-will. Okay. Kelton, do you want me to just, like, drop a bomb? Do you just want me to do that? I mean, I'm cool. So Esmond is going to shimmy right to Hex's. And uh, you know what? Fuck a bill hook. Rogue star. Whoa. Yeah. Now that is a daily, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see how this Let, daily attack Let's see if I do waste today. this shit. So mm-hmm. first, can you describe to me what it does? All right. Uh, so if anyone's seen Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> I'm making a spirit bomb. So it's twice the size of a basketball of just heat and flame. And it kind of coalesces in the point where... Uh, it's fire so compacted upon itself that it actually becomes physical matter. Well, let's see it. And I'm throwing it at, at the guff and the top hat. All right. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. 12 plus 3. 12 plus 3. 15. That hits. Yes. 
That lands right on her head. It crushes her top hat like it makes it accordion before it burns away. Hell yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I wanted the top hat, but I get it. <laughs> there ain't gonna be there ain't gonna be no top. A man, Kelton always looking for a top hat. Mm-hmm. Like we had money for a while, you could have just bought one. I bought the coat, man. So six. <laughs> that was the good move. Twelve plus one momentum. 15. Uh, nineteen. Nineteen damage. Yep. Ouch. Okay. Let me do some. Let me do some math here. Okay. Yeah, that hurt a lot. What is the splash damage only adjacent? Yeah. Okay, so it only hit her. Okay, that hurt. Um, and let's say, let's say you start a little fire. There's some dry grass that kind of leads. I would almost say that it would just like there'd be a minor crit, like a baseball sized crater that's just get like launching on fire. Oh yeah, it's through. it's real hot and it's burning real hot in that space next to her where Yay. there's some dry grass that's that's starting to catch. Okay. This is going to go very poorly. <laughs> Now it is the electric eel. He sees that and he goes, oh, oh no, man. Oh, no. And he moves to try to get a good line of sight. And you see him produce a rod of iron from his pap, <laughs> from his cloak. And he points it at Esmond. So plus three. That's Natty a- 19. Oh. So that, yeah, that's a 22 to hit. That hits. Okay. And then... It arcs from Esmond to Kelton. Twelve. Hit. Hit. Oh, okay. Make, hit both it. of you. Okay. So, Esmond, you take... That is nine damage. Kelton. What type of damage is this? Electrical. It's okay. just lightning. Um, and then Kelton takes seven damage. And that does not bypass armor, by the way. Good. Should make Faraday cage armor. Just... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> But it would be really ineffective against literally everything else. Uh, I don't know. It'd be chain I feel mail. like there's a version of chain mail that could work, right? Yeah. All right. Round one is over. Let's count them down. Okay. We are now in round two. We are rusty. We just walked right into this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Howie's turn. He is going to disengage. Yes. Lift his hand. This will provoke an opportunity attack from Kelton. He's going to cast Ray of Frost. So, Kelton, take your opportunity attack first. Also, who's he attacking you to? Oh, it's going to be Kelton and Nesbitt. Okay. You can also not so fast that, right? Do you have not so fast? If, um, if it hits. But regardless, it provokes. Yeah. Not on my sheet anymore. I think it's Citadel step one, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Reggie would have caught it. Does ten hit? Ten does not hit. All right. I'm rolling like shoot. He, uh... Man, I'm rolling rocks tonight. I need two dice. All right. So he rolls... And this is Ray of Frost. Oh, heck Another natural 19. So it's probably going to be TPK. Let's see how this goes down. Yep. Five damage to both of you. And now it is Kelton's turn. But you are immobilized. You can't move. Dope. Until the start of his next turn. All right. Not that you'd want to. Kelton, very upset now with Howie attacking his friends, is going to attack Howie with Helmet Splitter. Okay. And spending four momentum... Okay. For momentum. So, ladies Whoa. and gentlemen, that is a that is 4d6 he gets to add to the result of this roll. Oh, I, I'm so worried about how much damage Helmet Splitter does now with the change. 19. <laughs> That's just on the d20. 19 definitely hits. Wait, why did we make it do 10. more? It already did more than every other daily, it does and slightly, it's an encounter. It does slightly less than it does with the best weapon. But, but it's the, averaged out more? Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it, it, it raised a, the damage for lower weapons. Does a 31 hit? Well, a 19 hit, so okay. no. 
Oh boy, here we go. All right, what is <laughs> how much damage does Howie take? Three d eight plus one d six. All right, let's see it happen. That would be eighteen damage. Ouch. Okay. Well, your daily did more. Your daily did nineteen. So eighteen minus two, because he, he he's wearing some armor. Mm-hmm. Now it is the female guff with the top hat. She's not happy about <laughs> any of this. She's well, she took some blast. Female female guff with a, a blackened bald spot on her head. More so, she moves up to be in range of Esmond and Kelton, thre- yeah, threatening both of them with her bill hook. She takes a swing at Esmond just for basic revenge. That makes sense. Yeah, that plays out. And then you have the plus one to dodge because you're in phalanx with me. Ah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that is a nine to hit. Nope. Now it is Nesbit's turn. Max reminded me of uh, the phalanx advantage. I was going to disengage away to try to be further away from the cluster, but uh, I think I want to keep that plus one, so I'm going to stay where I am. Phalanx, by the way, is plus one to dodge for anybody adjacent to a guff, which applies for Howie now. Okay. What? So, uh... He's standing next to Because there's a guff standing next to Howie. I'm going to go ahead and, uh... Two momentum, throw a, uh... Helmet splitter on the, uh... Yelp there. All right, let's see it. Oh, dear. (laughs) Again with the, uh, natural 19 plus change. Okay. So, 30. That's... Yeah, 30 hits. That's your two momentum, not your damage. Thank goodness. Okay, let's see what it does. My helmet splitter, since I'm using a dagger, is, uh... 2d8, 1d6, 1d4. All right. 1, That's 8, 9, 10, plus 2, 12. Is this with your wind dagger? Plus another d4. There we go. There we go. That's a 4. Yeah, 14. 14 damage. That mattered. Yeah, yeah it, it mattered. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. All right, and he is unarmored. He's just, he's powered by hate and rage. So Aren't we all? Yeah, he takes 14 damage. Okay, so now it is... His turn. He doesn't. Oh, now he's mad at me, though. He's, yeah, he's pretty pissed. That hurt. He's got his wood axe. He is going to disengage to the side of Nesbit. You, you get the feeling he's trying to work his way around you. Mm. And he is going to take a swing with his wood axe. Oh, Natty 18. <sighs> yep. All right. So you take six, eight damage. Fuck, dude. How are we doing on health, everybody? Let's see. I, I am t- at nine. I have taken eight damage. Ooh. All right. And now, now it's uh, Esmond's turn. All right. Uh, what, does Mr., what does Mr. Trod, the flaming alligator, do? Top hat, again, flaming pillar. Ooh, okay. Who is now adjacent to Howie? Natty one. Oh, that is a miss. But not a momentous failure. No, it is not. Nope. It's not a critical failure. That's when you spend momentum and fail. And that would have happened. Yep. Now it is the electric eel's turn. He doesn't like that he's blocked off. He can't really see real good. I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to disengage though before. I, yeah, I know I have to. Okay. Before he acts. Okay. He is concerned because the you three seem so dangerous compared to what he expected. Because the amount of damage that you're putting out with helmet splitter with the sun falling out of the sky <laughs> is ridiculous. It's a tiny sun. He's going to try to block... Esmond's view of him with the bodies of Howie and the guff with the top hat, but still staying in view of Kelton and Nesbitt, and he's going to attack both of them again with his lightning bolt. White is Kelton, black is Nesbitt. Ooh, hits both. Dude, have you rolled under a 10? Nope. Nope. 
Have right. you rolled under a 14? No. Jesus. Okay. And a string of 19. Here comes my death again. Maybe. Uh, so Kelton takes seven damage. Ouch. Bypassing two armor. Ooh. Oof. Because he's using a, a staff, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's at a rod, but that's... Oh. <sighs> Dead. Nesbit falls unconscious. Yep. Yep. So he. So what's happening now, Nesbit took damage over his HP total. He falls down unconscious, but his HP is at zero. At the beginning of his turn, every round, he loses five momentum. If he loses all of the momentum, he dies. But there are ways to keep him alive. Uh, you guys can make heal checks. You can do that kind of thing to stabilize him, and he'll stop losing momentum. Alternatively, maybe... Oh, health potions. You guys would have those, right? I know you don't have them. I'm saying, but generally, do you think you'd carry a health potion? I do. Do we so. know an alchemist? I mean, in the city. We've not, been there for a year. We'd have a guy. We'd have, like, a bodega right. we'd go to. Maybe. I don't think they're sold in bodegas. Like, I thought, I thought they were... Like, the best way I always thought in game to get potions was to have an alchemist, that they were something that even buying... No, you, bu- you in buy this, them. In this t- like city, you'd be able to, but if you're out in the boonies, they'd be like, no, what are you, yeah. fucking crazy? Yeah. So so I want to I preface this. I would normally not give you guys an out, or these the mm-hmm. listeners, I would normally not give the, you guys an out, except for that we completely restructured our game since we last played, and they have zero equipment except for what they last remember. Mm-hmm. And we have two <laughs> less party members than we're used to playing with That's in right. this... So... I will say that you have 1d4 of health potions, and I'll roll to see who has them. Okay. Okay? All right. Wait, someone would carry all of our health potions? Uh, we're going to do each. I was going to say. So you have two health potions. We'll do one, two, three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Four reroll. Esmond right. has one. That makes no sense, but fine. Esmond has both. Esmond that has makes both. no sense. Well, if you wouldn't carry him, you don't have to. I'm not going to play your character for you. No, I'm saying, like, I'm just saying, that, like, the idea that I would be the one, like, if we were outfitted, the fact that I would carry two health potions is crazy. Yeah, maybe. I feel like Kelton would walk out the door without anything. <laughs> maybe, like, you'd be like, oh, all right, let me, let me put these in the bag. Well, regardless. Do we know how strong they are? Let's say they're D6s. Okay. And then you add the recipient's endurance, endurance to the uh, result. Okay, so up next... Round three begins, and it's Howie's turn. He scoffs, watching the Gelt, Nesbit, Weasel Man go down, and he's like, hey, you. Oh, that's not how he sounds. He says, uh, <laughs> You got way into another character. Just he's like, Oh, you went into Davy Jones' locker. And uh, takes a God swing. Damn it. <laughs> takes a swing at Kelton. <clears throat> Whoa, I'm rolling rocks tonight. 17. Jesus Christ. He switched dice, too, so it's not... I did, yeah. It's just that hand. I shouldn't have. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. 17 hits, and mm-hmm. uh, you take 8 damage from the dagger, and uh, you're slowed. You're half speed again. And now, the new round began. What? The fire grows. <laughs> it's it's very hot. Fire. The fire spreads. Okay. It's extremely hot. You dropped a star on the ground. Well, he dropped it on her, but it's pieces of it hit the ground. So it grows by one. Now it is Kelton's turn. What are you doing there, Max? Still trying to get rid of Howie. In that case, Kelton is going to say, Esmond, take the shot. Natty 19. That is a hit. Who are you you attacking? I am attacking the uh, top hat gelf. Okay. (laughs) The guff. The guff. Yeah, she's she's having a bad day. Uh, So she takes... 
14 damage. Okay. Whoa. Holy smokes. And he, at will. he takes four. Ouch. Okay. Did she take any damage from standing in the inferno? Uh, no. She would have the next turn. Okay. When, yeah, when her turn begins, she will. She's still up? Yeah. Damn. She's a tough lady. Shit. So, <laughs> she's, I mean, she's going to be... I don't know if she'll be a shiny beacon of whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger after this, but uh, <laughs> she's pretty tough right now. I'm also going to shift back one again. Disengage. Okay, and now it is the female guff with the top hat's turn. Mm-hmm. She takes a d6 of fire damage for standing in flames. She takes five damage. Now she's looking real rough. She's mm-hmm. teetering. She steps out of the fire, provoking from Kelton as she walks by to try to get in range of Esmond. 12? Does 12 hit her? 12 hits. Yes! Okay. Killer. We didn't hope so. Make this shit happen. He could roll a one. He did. <laughs> he did roll a one. It wouldn't have been a one if it didn't bounce off my paper. So a two? Two, two damage to her. Two is exactly the health she had left. <laughs> she goes down. Boom. Bill Hook falls down. You hear people scream on the docks. People are starting to scurry. They see the fire. They're starting to panic. Things are getting bad. Somebody blows a horn that sounds very official, as in like, uh, because fights break out on these docks. Pretty often, you'd imagine. And right. fire is the ultimate no-no. <laughs> Can I say to the eel? Sorry. <laughs> um, hey, eel man, how much are they paying you for all of this? He goes, I, 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 don't, I, I don't really get paid for this part. What? Why am I talking to you? I like Nesbitt's turn. I this, is not, this is not conversation territory. Death save. You add your endurance. If it gets 20, you just stop losing momentum. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nope. I do not do that. You lose five momentum. All right. Up next is... So Nesbitt went, and now it is the male gelt, the badger, with the with the wood axe, feeling pretty victorious over the body of uh, Nesbitt. He walks forward to get the upper hand against Kelton, flanking him with Howie. Does that provide opportunity to attack? No, because uh, he can go through Nesbitt without okay. an issue, because Nesbitt's down. And he takes a swing at... Kelton. Chop him down. 13 to hit. That hits. Alright, it does 12 damage to you. Damn it. This is rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, some... and the docks, by the way, falling into absolute chaos. People are getting buckets out of stuff, getting ready to uh, stop this fire. Is it my turn? Yes, it is. Alright, uh, Burning Lance. Can I hit Howie without the negative 4? You can move to hit Howie. Alright, I'll move to hit Howie. Also, just a reminder, like, you're the only one with healing potions, and... Yes. So... Uh, if I step in there, in my caster state... Yeah. yeah. Literally no, one round, Nesbit, yeah. I will immediately fall. He has uh, very low health. Anyway, uh, 16. 16 to hit? Yeah. Definitely hits. Okay. 1d10 plus a d6. Not that great. 7. Okie doke. The electric eel ends the round, so let's have him... He doesn't really want to get close to the fire, so he's going to try to get around. He can't really move far enough to to be able to get Esmond without going into the fire, so he's going to take a shot at Kelton. (laughs) That's a natural 20, and it does uh, max damage. It does 12 damage to Kelton, ignoring two armor. You still up? Yep. All right. Round four begins and you see that the docks are mayhem people are moving off of boats they're coming around the fire now 
is creeping up on Howie. He's going to have to do something about it on his turn. It is spreading all around, and it's started to affect the docks. And you see that there is a big group of guardsmen uh, led by a giant shark man moving toward the group of you very fast. And it's Howie's Howie's turn. turn. So Howie, he's going to invoke from Kelton to get out of there because he wants to be far enough because it's spreading faster and faster. He's going to... I think he would just come straight out, right? Yeah, he would come come straight out. I don't think he would come in between me and fire. No, he wouldn't. And then he (laughs) he comes straight out, lining up Kelton with him and Nesbitt. So this is going to hit Nesbitt as well. But he invokes, right? He invokes from Kelton. 12 to hit. 12 hits. All right. Three plus one is four points of damage. Two points of damage because of his armor. He doesn't like it, but he's going to use Ray of Frost to try to hit the two of you. Yeah, six, 16 natural. God. So three, he's, Damn. yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I'm rolling like crazy tonight. A D8 plus four, so seven damage to the two of you. You take the damage as momentum loss. Okay. Or Sorry, this is, you don't lose momentum. I'm sorry. That's a rule we changed as well. Yeah. It's death score. You gain death score. You keep your momentum, but when your death score equals your momentum total, you die. Sorry, everybody. I forgot that's a change we made. It's written yes. down somewhere. I Which promise. Means- How he went, he attacked the both of you. It hit. It immobilizes Nesbit, but he's already down. So Kelton's now no longer slowed. He's no longer moving at half speed. And you see that the... Yeah, he is. He just got hit, right? The, the dagger stabbing you slows you. Oh, okay. He, the Ray of Frost only immobilizes the first target. Okay. Hits. And you see that the group of guards is getting closer. And then the dock workers, they're up close now to you where these where mm-hmm. these guys are. And they're just dumping water, trying to stop the docks from burning. But it's almost like where you drop that rogue star is like hot magnesium. Or, or mm-hmm. uh, what's the stuff you put up? Fo- yeah, phosphorus mm-hmm. you, that you would put on a tank to just keep it burning. Yeah, that's what's happening there. So next, can we yell out? Help! We are legitimate businessmen being attacked by brigands. <laughs> absolutely, you can yell that. Out. I would absolutely be yelling that if I wasn't like extremely hecked. The female guff from the top hat's turn, but she is she's down and she's now burning to death. Nesbit's turn. You gain five death score, but let's see if you keep. Okay, so yeah, it's a if you your endurance plus your uh, d twenty is over twenty, then you stop. The... Mm-hmm. It's twenty or higher. Okay. Yeah. Nope. Still no. Okay, you so can spend momentum. Man, on that, I, by the way. Oh yeah, you can spend momentum on the death score. Well, then what happens if you fail? Do you just die? <laughs> <laughs> if you spend that much, no, momentum. I just think it's it's an, uh, it's another mechanic momentum. to lower it's risky. your. It's risky. It's to lower your momentum. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's go. Male Gelt the Badger. He is behind Nesbit and Kelton. He's going to just take another swing at Kelton with his wood axe. He's getting some mileage out of this axe. Ooh. Okay. Uh, yeah, he misses. He rolled a natural seven. Well, actually, hold on. No, 11 doesn't hit. Nope. 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 Okay. Then it is Esmond's turn. All right. How's Howie looking? Howie looks worse than... He's he's lost more than half of his HP. So he's like a caster with 40 HP? Yeah. Yeah? Christ. He's 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 doing... He's rough. He's, he's, a, he's a bad dude. This is a shitty fight, man. We just walked into... Every fight. Howard is rough stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, all, it's mm-hmm. just that. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Howard is our game's version of the badasses from Borderlands. Well, I mean, might as well just take a pot shot at the Gelt. 14 plus 7. 14 plus 7. That definitely yes. hits. 13 damage. Ouch. No, that's not right. Hold on. <laughs> I'm terrible at math tonight. I'm so fried from setting all this up. Okay. Um... Yeah, well, it made up for rolling. 
You don't have to be good at math when you roll 19. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay, and now it's the electric eel's turn. He sees that the fire is spreading fast. All this is happening. The guard's coming. He leaves. He just runs right. he, at full speed. He's trying to get out of there. He's not about to be caught up in whatever the fallout of this is. Then we begin round five. It is Howie's turn. Is it? Did I get skipped on the last round? Because Howie went. I don't remember me going. You had Esmond take yeah, the shot. Yeah, Esmond take okay. the shot. Yeah. Howie went. I went, and then Howie went. Because he shot the ice beam after I went. If he goes before me, how did that happen without oh, me being skipped? I think you skipped him. I think I did. Yeah, because yeah, we I probably counted it with your uh, mm-hmm. your opportunity, opportunity attack. attack. That's yeah. right. So yeah. why don't you go ahead and, and sneak one in at the end of round four, or sneak a turn in? All right, that would have been before how he moved. But um, let me take. No, it no, he goes before you. He goes you. before you. Okay, so he goes before me. Let's have Esmond take the shot. I think on the gelt. The gelt or a, Howie? Do you I think? take a negative four if I shoot at Howie. Yeah, let's take a, shoot at the gelt. Take the shot. You get plus one. Do it. All right, uh, six plus eight, so 14. Hit. Right. Ten damage. He drops. Good. Yay. And the fire is spreading. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. So beginning of... I don't care. <laughs> of course you don't care. This is my element. <laughs> it's going to be on Esmond's space, so Esmond will... If he doesn't, he'll he'll take damage, but probably not because he is a fire. Is it a D6? Yes. I cannot take damage. All right. Now, it is Howie's turn. He sees the guards coming, and he's like, ah. It's like, he's, oh, he, I forgot. He doesn't sound like that. He doesn't sound like the other Howie. No. Oh, well, all hands uh, off deck. Time for this rat to leave the ship. And he takes off. And you see that a couple guards. I would like to take a pop. He can only move six. Is he moving six squares? He's, he's going to move 12. He's going to move 12? Because, right. yeah, six and six. for He's going to double mm-hmm. move. I would like to move six and then try and... I have range of 10. I want to try and tag him okay. one more time. on your turn. It's it's not your turn. Yeah, but it's... You're right. You see that a couple of the guards peel off and start taking after him, too. Kelton's turn. Kelton, you take a D6 of fire damage. Five. All right. Yeah, which is exactly your armor, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you remain in there, it becomes 2d6. Yes. Yes. Okay. And I'm going to spend a moment in just in case. What, okay. is, what are you going to do? I am going to do hazing charge to pick up my buddy on the ground and run out of the fire. Oh, okay. You don't have to hit with that then. Okay. You can just pick him up. I'm just going to pick up my buddy Yay. on the ground. And the guilt's done. As this will be, and just run my speed six spaces away from the fire. All right, you get yeah. free. You take off. There you go. That's not leaving us two mammals in the fire. Okay, and uh, then it's going to default so go to... Way more flammable right. than... Uh, Rather than doing oh, that... Oh, sorry. Make, make a roll, Nesbit. Rather oh, than yep. doing that, I'm going to go to Nesbit and give him a potion. Okay. No he needs it. Yeah, I know. All right, so he gains five death score, and I assume you have no trouble meeting up to him. No. Here's the problem. For you to reach him, you guys have to slow down the guards arrive. Okay. And you see that leading them is a large tiger shark man. It's a D6 potion plus Nesbitt's endurance. Go ahead and roll. See how much health you get back. You heal from zero. Uh, four. Four health. Okay. So you wake up. You're not in combat. But there's an eight-foot-tall tiger shark man leading a legion of guards. Eight foot? Jesus Christ. That's what it says. That's this is a, a Patreon-created character. Uh, this Big Bad Shadow Man made this You know this what? One. Big Bad Shadow Man, I hate to say this. No one over seven foot 
tall unless they're just a giraffe person <laughs> like unless they're all neck or ostrich like they have to be you can't make a meaty fucker eight feet tall and then expect them to exist maybe he's wearing platforms so it's not gene fucking simmons <laughs> shaq's pretty big he is big he's yeah. not eight foot tall no. so eight foot tall tiger shark man scars running up and down his arms and he's got a big bite scar on his right shoulder and you would know him as the captain of the guard his name is rogar the scar maker Sweet. Sweet. See a street shirt. All right, big bad shot, man. That all's forgiven. For that. Yeah, Voiced no, by no, Keith David. God damn <laughs> Hell it. Yeah. Perfect. Naturally. Oh, you mean Vice President of the United States of America, yeah. Keith David? He'll always be they live to me. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. And the thing. So seriously play Saints Row Four, you will change your opinion. No, it's great. great. Alright, so he walks up to you and he's and he's like, What the hell's going on here? Well, we came to apply for a legitimate job. You're under arrest. If you kept scum off the wharf, we wouldn't have to do it for you. Well, consider this part of it. Any, they clap you in irons. Okay. Um, or they move to if you, you if you intend to resist. You have a healer. <laughs> I we got attacked do not. by brigands and we're very messed up. He's like, yeah, we'll keep you alive. Thank you. Can't promise you won't come out with no scars though. Oh, because you're the scar maker. Not in this case. Yeah. So they clap They clap you in irons. You guys are pretty effed up. Well, except for Asmund. He's fine. Mm-hmm. Finally. Yeah. Un- yeah, I was about to say unusual. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, the caster in the back is supposed to be fine all the time, but uh, this is the first time that it that's actually, actually been the out. case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not the first time that I've been like on my fucking ass. No. That is common. Yeah. Waited I mean, a little too long to use lifesteal, I think. Yeah. I didn't leave you in the fire. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's actually kind of uncharacteristically good. Growth, <laughs> man. We've been together for a year. <laughs> all right. Uh, all of you, plus four momentum. All right. Completing the fight. Kelton, plus one for picking up Nesbit. Yeah. That was good. Smart, clever stuff. Minus one, because I set a fire. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, four? Yes. All right. I mean, you did save our lives, because without the fire, there would have been no guards. <laughs> That there is been true. No running away for Eel Man. With his we just would have gotten I mean, fucking murdered. Electric shotgun. So they take you to the jail. Uh-huh. A crazy practitioner of radiance comes up to you, and I don't have an interaction plan with this person, so I'm not going to use up somebody's <laughs> Patreon character. Comes by, heals you, takes care right. of you. Could, um, could, could all the you, way back up? Could you voice them by Neil Patrick Harris, please? I don't. Katie Hauser? I do. Yeah. I, he's just so generic. I don't. He's just I, so Hollywood. Yeah. Like, Okay, he's a that was he's, really good. he is theatric. Yes. Well, maybe somebody soon, but I, I don't really care about this character. So I'm not really talking. He heals you, <laughs> uh, unless you have something you you need to say to him. No. That's going by. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. And then he uh, fucks off. Uh, you're sitting there for a while in the jail cell, and you know that generally they're going to keep you overnight. Yeah, that's fine. And usually they'll try to have you meet with some kind of legislator mm-hmm. uh not not like a politician but somebody mm-hmm. who will decide and, what and the next arbiter. step is an arbiter yeah at the beginning of the next day and that happens and they uh, tell you before the end of before the night comes mm-hmm. i'm assuming that we maybe know a couple of prison guards by this point yes uh hey is there any way i could get word to my ward that i'm not coming home tonight uh Let's just say a, a guy goes to you and he says, yeah, uh, yeah, no problem. Um, somebody, I think somebody already took care of that. Thank you. It's Wait, like, uh, who already took care of that? 
Bolivo, obviously. He says, I don't know. I, 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 I went and asked, and they said somebody had already been to the house and took care of him. Can Good. we roll to see if they're a fan of my book? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, let's do it. Let's give you, let's say. Uh, it's 50 a, 50 on anything, right? Right? 50 50? I don't know. How that popular is the book? Tough. I think, well, I think it's popular for the community that reads that kind of thing, right? Well, what percentage of the population is that community? Actually, let's do this. I'll say 30% chance. Okay. He's a part of that community, and then you beat his composure to see if he likes it. All right? He is. He's a member of that community. All right. And his composure will give him a composure score of his guard, two. All right. All right, so 12. That's a 16. He likes it. He, yeah. lo- he loves it. Big fan of your book. He's trying. He's he's nervous talking to you. He's trying not to let on that he's a fan. Clearly starstruck. You're totally used to that, though. See, like, you can see that we were there on a legitimate investigation attacked by brigands. Oh, I trust you completely. I'm sure that everything will be fully worked out, mister. I appreciate it. Mr. You know. Mr. Dr. Professor Detective. Yeah, author. if you want, like, an autographed copy or something. You you, can, you would. You would do you that come for me. by the store. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's I, office. I, I will it's an, come. It's an office. It's office. Not a store. But you sell you sell books there. We sell justice and books. Plus <laughs> <laughs> <Last> one. <laughs> Gotta give it up when it's fucking doing this good. <laughs> okay. So unless uh, anything else happens, uh, you guys get released in the morning. You talk to the arbiter, and he's like, "There's no charges yet. It's complicated. Go home. Uh, you'll get a summons." Let's say a week passes. Mark that on the calendar. So this would be a day and a week. Yes. So eight days pass. How about that? Eight days pass, and you do get a very official-looking letter from Mm. the Department of Justice and the governor's office. Yeah. And you know that the new governor replacing Raleigh Guantemo is a lady uh, who's been installed there by the Akinosian Empire by the name of Dalnet. It says that they want you to report to her office. Nesbitt. Bring the letter. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Also, do we have any blackmail on her? Ah, uh, shit! I'm trying to think. You well, know, maybe let's 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 yeah, think let's about see that. If I, gotta... I think is is collecting blackmail kind of a thing that you guys do. I I think we would do it on the side. Like any information that we get that could possibly be useful, we would slot it. Like if we're investigating something and we're like, well, that seems fucking fishy. We well, just I'm a slot it away. That's been involved in. Scuzzy shit for sure. a while. We're not actively pursuing blackmail situations. Right. We are people who collect information because we know it is the best in the best interest of the business that we're in. Okay. All right, so I don't have anything in my pocket as far as like how a conversation would go, but like, can I just roll to see if? Well, uh, let's let's I do this. Have any leverage? I need to invent something wrong with her. Eight days have passed. You got a letter. You expected to get it from the administration at some point uh-huh. about the incident that happened at the docks. That went very poorly for everybody. Everybody? Everybody. Yeah, pretty much. I did okay. Thank you. Oh. You still got arrested. Yeah, you eh. had to spend the night in jail. That's, <laughs> yeah. Look. That's, and you may you may be charged a massive fine or spend more time in prison. That's low tier. Yeah. Okay. And you're I probably the most arrested out of all of us. You're I didn't the one who started the dead, fucking so fire. Okay. Yeah, nobody else started the fire. It was always burning since the world's been turning. Kelton was a legitimate <laughs> investigator with every reason to be there. So... You get this letter from the governor. It says it's a summons from Dalnet herself. Mm-hmm. And she wants to speak to you directly about what happened. Yes. At the docks. Kelton, is your code okay? I think there's probably like a stab into it, but mm-hmm. he would have taken care of that. Okay. I, I want to open up my, my nice robes. Okay. 
Describe them to us. They're not significantly better, but this is like uh, I'm, I'm I'm saying I usually wear like maybe a loose cotton fitting thing. This is a slightly better linen, a little color to it. I'm thinking teal to make my uh, my umber pop. Oh, I like it. How about Nesbit? I think Nesbit uh, knows how to run the schmoozing game better than yeah. I, you would have like a fucking. Suit I definitely ready. have like a fully tiered wardrobe ready for any given situation. Yeah, I'm running a solid seven and a half out of ten say, right now. Oh, good. Because nice. you don't want to, you don't want to oversell it. This is not a dinner party. No, no, no. It's this is definitely not a tuxedo, but uh, this is a half step below power suit. Mm, I like it. Also has a pocket square. As soon as we have enough money, I will dress in silks all of the time and burn them all <laughs> the time. Now you got the summons. You're all dressed up. Mm-hmm. How do you get mm-hmm. there? Splurge for a carriage. I'm, I, I, yeah, no. This is an look, event. We want to look innocent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, what's the uh million years in the future Uber? Uh I think it's um maybe there's a uh, a carriage service that circles the town and you and you at, at your at your mailbox put a white flag out there and they'll knock on your door knowing that you want carriage somewhere. You I like definitely that. have to be in the bougie side of town to be able to just put a flag up on your mailbox and get mm-hmm. picked up. I don't think there is a bougie side of town in Australian. It's everybody lives among everybody else. Like, the richest person could live in a slum, but their house has guards outside of it. Okay, all right. It's like peak Bangkok, you know, or like uh, like, St. Augustine, really. Yeah. (laughs) So, you splurge for this carriage. What pulls up is a, let's say, a small Tolden lady. On a dillo? Yeah. Yeah, she's she's riding a dillo, uh, which is a large armadillo. And it is tied to this thing like a rickshaw that you guys ride in. I'm excited. Okay. Suspended carriage on I'm a rickshaw. I'm so happy. So you take the long ride to the mansion. I'm, I'm assuming waving your silk handkerchiefs out the window, the passersby, letting them know you're better than them. Shaking hands with fans of my books. Yeah, absolutely. You know, open tap. Dispensing largesse. Just breathing fire into the air, just randomly. <laughs> it's a parade. <sighs> Shaking hands with fans of my murders. <laughs> <laughs> Those all were, the people that paid you to murder people. <laughs> yeah, those were killings. It's different. You get to the uh, the governor's manse, which it used to be a very lavish, over overbuilt place where the previous super corrupt governor lived, and you see that it's being dismantled. They're taking down towers, and and there's like this is a big area. It's going to be used for a barracks now, and the upkeep just doesn't make sense, right? And you notice that the Dillo driver. Doesn't really even slow down. She knows that this is not where the governor stays anymore. And she takes you down to the other side of the docks. Now, remember, this is a bay. And on each capstone where the water meets the mountain that this, that this place borders, there is an outcropping of, uh, of a tower that was built into the water to watch over everything that happens and to act as defense. She takes you to the one on the west side, and that's where the governor is staying. Uh-huh. Ahoy. You go up the stairs, you go in there, there's lines of guards, lots of people with papers shuffling about, looks very official. You ask for the governor, and a clerk says, oh, yes, uh, right away, you have, a, you have an appointment, you have a letter? Uh, okay, yes, come on in. Takes you upstairs, and you hear an argument, very loud, and you hear Rogar, the scar maker, you get the hell out of here, and you see, as you round the corner, him throw a very well-dressed Eshwin man in his mid-50s, throw him out the door of the governor's office but he's the guy being thrown out the door smirking looks very self-satisfied and uh lands on the floor and says oh no problem 
I'll take my leave. Please, if you need anything, come see me. And he walks past the group of you and says, she's in a good mood. Thanks for priming the pump. Yeah. Good. So am I. And you see a lady in her late, well, sorry, early 40s in crisp military dress uniform. She's a Tolden. She has a red face. She looks very upset. And she sees the three of you walking in. I heard she was in a good mood. <laughs> she, she is very clearly not. <laughs> and she sees the three of you walking in. Rogar, leave us, please. And he goes, Ugh, fine. Walks past you guys, sneers at you as, as he walks by. Right back at you, buddy. And <laughs> you get the sense that he, like, paused a little bit for a second. And then he's like, oh, fuck it. Like, and just keeps walking. No, that was a compliment. You're killing it. He doesn't like those. So, all right. <laughs> next yeah, is... you just keep on walking, buddy. <laughs> Playing with fire here. <laughs> no, that's me. <laughs> Look, I know I'm going to get my ass beat by this guy eventually. Like, it's. I'm going to set him on fire. <laughs> so, when you get in there, she says, You, you three are Esmond Mandegrove Trot. Yes, ma'am. Not in that order, but yes. <laughs> Have a seat. Sorry, there was a very upsetting man. If If you need to take a moment to compose yourself, that would be. More than allowed. Please, we understand. Please We've met a lot of upsetting men's. I am one. <laughs> he is, is one. That is oddly self-aware, but yes. <laughs> Kelton takes a seat. Okay. I assume the rest of you do? Trod stands because most chairs are not great for him. Well, I assume that Rogar occasionally sits down in this room. Does he have a big old tail? Yeah, I think so. All right. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I'll take his his oddly shaped director chair looking thing <laughs> nesbit sat slightly later than he should have but not so late that it becomes a thing this is a power play subtle yeah. like it yes well, we have a problem what happened there on the docks that was uh, was quite a spectacle three of you the four of them i believe you mean yes i, I do mean them in many anyway. respects but i would like to hear it from you what happened there's a preface to this story. I assumed. So there once were two, there was a goose and a duck. You see her sigh like, this is, okay, mm-hmm. this is a children's story about to begin. Uh, they were both named Howard, and they kidnapped children. Did they use a gingerbread house? Uh, no, mostly violence. Yeah, what they did use was a gentleman who used to hold your title. I suspected something Similar. Do you have any proof of this? Nesbitt, the letter, please. I got this little piece of paper. Very well. So she takes it, she, she reads through it, and she's like, oh. Kidnapping children, you said? Yeah. Which is why we were involved in that scuffle on the wharf. You see, I have, I have, a, I have a little girl I'm taking care of. Mm-hmm. And uh, her parents are missing. I'm trying to find them. This was the best lead we had. So she's connected to these... She's connected to Howards. This was a Howard connection. That's what we were working our way through. Why were you fighting these gentlemen on the docks? Well, they were not happy that their former accomplices, friends, associates, we, we killed them. And they knew it. So there is a connection between those men, the Howards, as you call them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the former high magistrate, governor, viscount, whatever. Correct. Yeah, the, the one said he was a Howard. He said he was a Howie. Which oh, Howie. It's kind of like a Howard. It's Six worse of or one, better. half a dozen of the other. Yeah, I know. I don't... We are an investigative company. Yes. And I was investigating 
to find the parents of our poor lost orphan. Well, it's a solid enough connection for me. I'm fine with that. You see, gentlemen, I am in the unenviable position of moving into a position that has no backup. We've got a problem, a city full of criminals, a city full of riddles and dangers, and everyone discounts my authority because the army isn't here. You would normally be in a lot of trouble for what has gone down. I feel like that is not surprising to you. We're used to this, yes. I am yeah. normally in a lot of trouble, yeah, I'll grant you. Um, I am technically like a potentate. Do I have like a diplomatic <laughs> immunity situation? I am the heir of my clan. <laughs> She 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 sets down the, the note and says, absolutely not. Okay, you know, just throwing it out there. Mm, yes. I understand that the three of you are applying for Leyliner certification. Is that correct? Is this correct? Yes. I, I don't think we've made a secret of that. Yes. Mm. Do you think that spectacle on the docks would bode well for that? Uh, no and yes. Based on the reputation of the Leyliners. And also the lack of reputation of the people who uh, pulled steel on us to begin with. Are you accepting new clients? Always. Oh, absolutely. I, like the magistrate that preceded me, do have a need for discretion. I hope by, uh, like the magistrate that preceded you, you just mean the need for discretion and not the... Particulars. Also, we're going to have to talk about discretion. I light things on fire. My concern is not that the job you're doing be secret, but that I hired you to do it. Oh, done. Solid. Oh, yeah. Yep. Sounds great. I won't tell my tiny bird to write it down. <laughs> what I gather is there's a system that you need broken. There are many things I need done, and I can't be seen being the one doing them, because I can call on the city guard to deal with some of these problems, but the problem is they will see that as the Akinosian Empire moving in to remove people's freedoms. May I suggest that you let us do it, and then you won't be seen doing it. (laughs) I like the way he thinks. What, you mean taking credit for something after someone has subtly pointed it out? So long as I don't get credit for it. Great. The arson isn't a problem, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it it is a problem, yes, in in the way that any action that causes destruction is a problem. Again, I feel like we're at an impasse on that. Scale of problems is what she's trying to say. Okay, no, fine. Let me lay these out as I understand them. Feel free to reject any of these, but it may make it difficult for me to put in a recommendation for the Leyliners. We'll let you finish your thought first, and then we'll have our comments after. As you probably know, the skimmer city of Seir has arrived off the coast of Israelion. And for the listeners, skimmers are a uh, religion that treats bodies of water as gods. as gods that they live upon and travel across. They have a capital city that is a bunch of boats lashed together. It's a floating city of Seir, but it also has buildings built on the lashings and using boats as part of the part of that. It is about two miles off the coast of Israelion right now. And you hadn't heard much about interactions, but you know it's there. And she says, the trade coming in and going out of the city, my primary function, the main reason I was brought here because of my gifted organization, is being threatened by this. They are harassing merchant ships when they go out, and they are coming into town and trying to undercut the established businesses 
that we have vetted to handle these things without smuggling. Also, they say they're not leaving until they recover some artifact that was stolen when a ship sank in this harbor. Now, I don't know what the artifact is. Apparently, it is of religious importance. But this is a problem for many reasons. One, they don't get to lay claim to everything in our harbor because they could just say an artifact is down there and then pick up whatever they want. Two, it doesn't even mean that the artifact is ours if we find it there because we don't know when it was lost. And if it's a powerful item that could be used to broker some kind of treaty with the neighboring village, we want that leverage. But they are treating this as any impedance to them exercising their right to be here or take what they want from the bottom of our harbor as some kind of religious oppression. It's problem number one. Problem number two. That creature you saw being thrown out is an ambassador for the Larsa. And for the listeners, the Larsa are a group of primarily Eshwin, so bat people, that worship the moons of Erd, the world of Erd, and they... Tight. They are kind of a knight's hospitalier, but religious fanatics, very militarized, and they have had their eyes on this port city for a long time for a reason that is purely strategic. She says, she says, that man there has been trying to undermine my command. We know that the Larsa are jealous that the people brokered a deal with the Akinotian Empire to remove the corrupt official rather than the Larsons who have been offering, because frankly, the Larsons scare them. But... I have no doubt that this man is operating on a network of spies, and I want to know who is not loyal to me and what the status of the Larson military is in relation to the city. All right. Problem number three. Is this the big one? Well, I don't know which is the big one. The subject of your letter. It's the big one. The estate that defaulted is still a problem. The previous magistrate, he sent an appraiser in there. The appraiser did not return. He said the town guard, they did not return. When I took over, I walled it off. Nobody's allowed in or out. Well, the problem is this is a much like whatever's at the bottom of the harbor. It could be very important for the city because the Tivum estate itself has a strange history. They were investors that always seemed to be three years ahead of the curve, reliably so. They left no heirs, and the Lady Tivum went mad before her eventual death. There were always strange rumors about this house. People would show up that nobody saw them enter the city, and then they would leave, and so nobody saw them leave the city. But also they were people that nobody had seen before, and they were treated as family friends and guests. The problem is there's obviously a haunted house rumor, some kind of monster, that kind of thing. It's all just uh, hogwash. But I want to know what's going on in that house, and whatever gave them an advantage, if it does exist... We need it. All right. Those are your three problems. I can compensate you for doing them. I cannot be attached to this. I need to be able to operate as though I have no knowledge of your actions. We're going to talk price. Very well. I'm not prepared to discuss price. Then that makes sense. Okay. I don't... So who's going to be our uh, communication? I hope it is that large uh, swarthy fella. He... uh... He seems like he really likes me. No, I have, a, I have a treasurer who's in charge of these kind of things. I know that I have a budget to deal with one of these at a time. Okay. He will discuss price with you, but you I, will be compensated. I need to bring this up about the tracing. If we get off on the thing we just did for the slap in the wrist, that's 
not great. Well, nobody except for the Rogar and his guardsmen, who I am been assured are very close to me, given that they all came with me from Akinotion, can identify you. It was mayhem. Most people were focused on the fire. All right. As Good enough for me. True. There is a prison guard. Yes? Does yes. he know? He, he knew me. You know, I'm quite famous. He's a member of the town guard. <laughs> yes. They have all been replaced. I wasn't going to suggest killing him, but it wasn't a bad idea. <laughs> replaced meaning they, they replaced whatever the previous town guard was with Akinotion's loyal to the Empire. Yeah, we, we get what replaced means. <laughs> <laughs> no, Not we don't. Like last night he was replaced, I mean. So... <laughs> Okay. I mean, so, I would have replaced him for you. Uh, I, I should warn you, um, I did have somebody tailing the Larson ambassador beforehand. Bolovo? It was Bolovo. You know him. Yeah, yeah, we know him. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a good how do acquaintance. You, how do you feel about Bolovo? Well, he's loyal, gets results. Bit confusing, seems like an idiot, but... We've worked with him before in the past. To everyone's benefit. Other than the people who died. That's just life, right? <laughs> Around us, mostly, yes. It's like, then I feel like you should probably know something. I mean, these, like, boatload of skimmers that we're going to burn. Yeah, we're probably going to burn down that whole thing. That would be an international incident. Yeah. But not tied to you. It's a risk. I'm sorry, we're not agents or confederates or... Information offers. We're a grenade you throw at a thing. <laughs> like, I, I really cannot stress this enough. Right. Okay. So she says, uh, when you mention Bolivo and that you've had previous dealings with him, she says, then I feel like perhaps you should know something. Two days ago, Bolivo went missing. Oh, for fuck's sake. To be continued. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this program, please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com slash RPGFS. Or our sister podcast, RPG From Scratch, where we design the game that you hear us play. Patrons of our podcast get many benefits, including all the content that we cut out of our design episodes and ley liners before we go live. Patrons also get character sheets to make their own characters and the rulebooks for this game as we release them. Patrons at the $10 tier get to create the awesome custom NPCs that our characters interact with. If you want to jump in chat and make suggestions while we're live, you can check us out on twitch.tv slash RPGFromScratch. We stream every other Friday. For news and updates, check us out on Twitter. We are at Homebrew Hombres. On Facebook, we are Facebook.com slash RPGFS. And on Instagram, we are RPG from Scratch. And that's all one word. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, stay safe, stand watch, and get a full rest. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.